Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house. Nobody panic. We are back in the studio, and we are ready to talk more football. You know, we are so close until football starts. I know we had the Hall of Fame game, but that doesn't count to me, Miles. We were so close to regular season football, college football. So what better way to, to bring in this new football season than to talk about football? We're going to hit it hard here. We got uh, a division in the NFL. We're going to talk about the AFC North, and then we're also going to talk about the ACC over in college football. Where do you want to start? Let's start in the uh, AFC North, Miles. So this is another really, really lopsided um, division here to me, but there is some potential for some upsets here. Um, We have the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at minus 300, uh, followed by the Ravens at plus 300, the Bengals at plus 800, and the Browns at plus 800. Do you think it's alarming? Do you think it's surprising that the Browns and the Bengals have the same odds? As a Bengals fan, that definitely doesn't make me happy. I still only think that the Browns are going to win three or four games this year. To think that if you look at the level of talent that's in the backfield with the Bengals compared to the Browns, I just feel like the Bengals stack up better. I don't know if their defense stacks up better, but for them to both be a plus 800, now, I don't think either of them are going to take the division. No. I mean, I only see the Bengals winning six or seven games. Yeah, I I see the Bengals winning six or seven. So, okay, if you talk about the additions that the Browns had, going from uh, 0-16 to maybe like an eight-win team was possible without, you know, with all the additions, but... They have the fifth hardest schedule. Their opponent record from the 2017 records is 136 and 120. And that's a 50, uh, 53% win percentage, which is the fifth hardest schedule out of all NFL teams. So you're talking about you have a team that didn't win a single game. You're just going to have this culture change, and they're going to be a nine-win team. Because I, I think the Bengals have a potential to be a seven- or eight-win team. And then just turn around with the fifth hardest schedule? I don't see that happening. If the Bengals can stay healthy for an entire season, that's what we're forgetting. This is the same core that showed that they can win 10 games in a season. They can win, possibly win the division. It's just about staying healthy. If Eifert can stay healthy, if Mixon is what we think he can be, that first-round talent. I mean, A.J. Green, uh, we haven't even seen what John Ross can do. Tyler Boyd, Dalton. Tyler Boyd, yeah. I, I'm so, I was so excited to see the uh, depth chart that you guys put out. And you guys know you, you only have the 29th hardest schedule. That's what, like fourth? You have the fourth, third or fourth easiest schedule, which is that what's really surprised me. So I, this is so top-heavy. I didn't really want to spend too much time on who I think is going to win it because I think that's obvious. But the bottom was so confusing because the, the Browns have such a tough, tough schedule and you guys have such an easy schedule in comparison. And I think your guys' talent, your, your guys' talent is, is, is there, uh, whereas you know the Browns have a lot of question marks. I agree. Let's uh, move to the top of the division here real quick, because based on what you're saying, do I get the feeling that the Steelers are going to be your pick? I mean, to win, not not where we're putting our money here. Yeah, I have my Steelers to, to, to win. Um, and the only thing that's keeping the Steelers from winning is if they run into some injury problems. Uh, let's say it's Antonio Brown injury problem that he's having in camp right now is bigger than they're letting on. Le'Veon Bell doesn't come into camp looking because he's not coming to camp, doesn't come into the season looking in tip top shape or Big Bang goes down. None of those things happen. I think they're cruising with this division. The Steelers ranked number three in total offense last year and number five in total defense last year. There's no reason to think that they cannot replicate that. But uh, when we were talking about the Patriots, I feel like there just wasn't a lot that could go wrong for them. Yeah. For the Steelers, I feel like there There's are. There's a lot. I mean, there's, we still have the Le'Veon Bell situation. Yes. That's not 100% handled. You got Ben Roethlisberger, who... Very injury prone. Yeah, and, and almost was ready to quit last yes. year at one point in the season. You still have a lot of question marks with the with the receiving core, but I will say, 
Can you believe that talent? Now you add James Washington, possibly, yeah. with, with Smith-Schuster, who broke out last year, and, of course, Antonio Brown. Dangerous receiving court. I think it's super dangerous. Uh, and what another teams? I don't think another people are going to give the uh, Ravens credit here. The Ravens won nine games last year, sitting back on the sixth best scoring defense in the league with 18.9 uh, points per game. They also added some pieces for Joe Flacco. Well, adding Crabtree, Sneed, who else they had? John Brown? Uh, come on. I mean, let's just let's just stop talking about Lamar Jackson. Like Lamar Jackson, keep on the bench. They got Flacco the pieces he needed. Let them mess around and be an eleven win team. I think they could sneak away with sneak away with this if if the things go right for them. And, and, I mean, say at plus three hundred, it's not bad. Yeah, we're talking about where to put your money. I think by far this is the best value in this division at plus yes. three hundred for the Ravens to win. Based on what can go on for the Steelers, I honestly think the Ravens just have a lot of upside. They do. Now I'd still. I mean, they're still going to have this uh, running back by committee here. Um, so we're going to see if uh, Collins can repeat what he did last year, see if they can get any kind of production. But as you said, they got a lot of new weapons coming in. We got Hayden Hurst, Mark Andrews. You do have Lamar Jackson on the bench. I think that's where he's going to stay. Yeah, he You got to see what Flacco can do with these pieces, seeing as how, as you said, one of the best scoring defenses in the league last year, winning nine games quietly. So if they can replicate that success on defense and just be a little better on offense. It, it, it's Ozzie Newsom's last year too. Like you, you got to imagine a guy like Ozzie Newsom who's put his blood, sweat and tears into the game. You got to give him his final send off. You have to give him it. It's, 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 you're, it's, you're doing him an injustice. Watch out for Willie Sneed in this offense. Yeah. Well, look, Willie Sneed and, and John Brown. Yeah. I mean, a lot of speed there. Um, you know, we know that Flacco doesn't have the best arm, but he's proven that he's a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. He's a game manager. Don't count him out just yet. I, I feel like everyone's ready to count him out, including you and I. I, I think we're, we're almost ready. We were yeah. almost ready to count Definitely him out. But you guilty. know what? At this point, and this is, wasn't just based on how Lamar Jackson looked in the Hall of Fame game. No. Absolutely not. Because uh, in the preseason, you're not allowed to play your game. It's, you know, no. like we were saying. They, yeah, they, they were telling him not to run. run. He was making him sit in the pocket. Definitely t- chances he has lanes to run. I just think that. Let Lamar Jackson sit back and develop. Don't rush him out there where he just turns into another bust because the spotlight's too big. Like, he's not – no offense to him, but he is not a um, a Deshaun Watson. Like, they, their build, their style of gameplay is totally different. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to cover here. I mean, like, just to go on the fact again for the Steelers, I, I just feel like, yeah, minus 300, but there's a lot that can go wrong. I mean – I don't want to sound like a homer, but I don't even think the Bengals could be uh, sneaky good this year if they stay healthy. So they gotta stay I think healthy. Got got to show that they have heart on the offensive line. But they have though they they if they have the offensive line, sky's the limit. And with the Browns, they they're not going to be a zero win team. No. So this division is getting better just yes. from top to bottom, which could take away some runs from the Steelers and make it closer up at the top. Watch out for the Ravens, guys. Watch out for the Bengals because. I'm not saying that these 13 have winning seasons, but the parity in this division is so much higher that if one of these teams gets an extra couple wins and the Steelers gets an extra couple losses, we could be talking about, hey, she told you should put your money there. And we also may be talking about suspect quarterback playing this entire division. Yeah. I mean, I Ben Roethlisberger isn't going to play forever. Yeah. So you got Roethlisberger, Flacco, Dalton, Tyrod. It's pretty mediocre across the board, which for me keeps the division wide open. Yep. Yep. I, I really appreciate that, Miles. Uh, do you want to move over to uh, college football? Yeah, man. Let's uh, let, let's talk about the ACC. Yes. Uh, I think that right off the bat, I want to start this conversation by saying, in my opinion, I think there are only four teams that are going to compete in this conference this okay. year across the entire conference. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, and Virginia Tech. 
Absolutely. I think that the rest of the conference is going to be playing catch-up. So, if we're both agreeing there, let's go ahead and base our conversation off of those four teams. Yes. Uh, I'm going to highlight some players later that, that do make a difference, but I'm just so sick of all these analysts calling Boston College their sleeper team, saying Duke is their sleeper team. I saw this last year, Miles. Last season, I saw a sleeper team was Pittsburgh. And you know what I saw again this year? Pittsburgh a as a sleeper team. Let's just not even worry about that. So for the Atlantic Division, Miles, I'm going to tell you that I got odds a little better than this when I took Clemson. I think it was like minus 250, and I, I already took a friendly wager on it at the at the very, very get-go. I think I just might have got favorable odds. And I also took Florida State at plus 500. Which I think b- both are good bets. So Florida State at plus 500 I think is exceptional value. All right, yes. Because Florida State is the only team in this division that can compete with Clemson. But here is what scares me. And here's why I think there is no chance that Clemson loses this division. They don't have to play Miami or Virginia Tech. Their nope. ACC schedule is soft. Very soft. The only tough game they have, in my opinion, in ACC is Florida State at Florida State. And that one is probably going to decide the division. Yeah. But the other problem is that... Look at Florida State. Florida State. God dang. They have to play Clemson, Virginia Tech, and Miami. So In Miami. In Miami. Right. They have a brutal ACC schedule. Yes. So now we have two teams in the same division, but their schedules are completely opposite, which is why I understand Clemson being at minus 450 here. I still have no problem putting money on Florida State I plus 500 because I think they could be exceptional. My biggest thing here is, sorry, Florida State fans. No way in my right mind do I think you guys are going to win your, uh, your division. When you have to play Virginia Tech, you have to play Clemson, you have to play Miami, you have to play Notre Dame. These are, there are a lot of games here that are tough, and then you think that Ryan Finley is going to let you come in his house and uh, at North Carolina State and just disrupt things? You have a way tougher schedule than Clemson. Not to mention your first game of the season, uh, possibly if Francois wins the quarterback battle, his first game back is a night game against Virginia Tech to open the season. I mean, that's beyond difficult. It's crazy, and uh, I just want to go highlight this one stat that I saw, Miles. That was really crazy because we have to allude to the the power and the prowess of this defensive line that is coming back for Clemson with uh, Christian Wilkins, Lawrence, and Farrell. Did you know that they were fifth in sacks per game last year? And the best team in the entire uh, FBS was from the ACC, and it wasn't them. Is that crazy? If I would have told you that the best team, the best, the best team stats. Sack stat wise came from the ACC, you would have automatically thought it was them, right? Yeah, absolutely. But that being said, these players are game changers. They're going to disrupt every single game. Give them, they have another year under their belt, more chemistry. All these defensive lines that you see here Florida State, uh, Miami has a really good defensive line, uh, Virginia Tech. All these defensive lines are, are plugging and playing players because of graduation, injuries, and everything. Clemson has the same guys again. That minus four fifty, that minus four fifty odds is is not surprising. The parity might be more than the NFL, but I mean, if you look at the schedule, you look at the returning players. You have Travis Etienne coming back, who had a great freshman year. You have Kelly Bryant coming back, who who did, who was serviceable. You have I don't even remember his name. What? Hunter Renfro Trevor, is coming back. Hunter Renfro is coming the, back. The receiver. And also, Trevor Lawrence is coming. Trevor Lawrence is a, a a rising star. Who, what if he takes the job as a freshman? I think he's a better quarterback than Kelly Bryant. 
consistency in the coaching staff, too, I, I have here. Brett Venable still as, as the defensive coordinator. You got Dabo Sweeney. So I think that's a huge advantage, specifically over Florida State. I think it's just yes. a huge advantage. That, the that stability era that they is gonna, They're going to have that post-Jimbo lull. It, it's either going to be one of these things. It's either going to be really bad or really good. Well, I don't think there's going to be like a a mediocre, mediocre kind of transition. I just think about not comparing Taggart to Urban Meyer, but I just think about Urban Meyer's first season at Ohio State. He was 12-0. and Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it it just depends on the caliber of coach. I think he's a great coach, and they have great talent. I'm really curious to see who's going to win the quarterback spot. Yes. Because I hear that Blackman has really been improving. Miles, I've heard he's been improving, but I was just looking at the stats. Let's go with Francois in 2016. He passed for 3,350 yards, 20 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Blackman, 2017, 2,230 yards, 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I'm just going to go with the guy who I know gets the job done. Francois might have his off-the-field issues. If they can get past that, and he's the same Francois in 2016 because injuries do change players, I got to stick Francois out there. Yeah, I, I agree. And don't forget about Cam Akers. I mean, this, God, this kid Akers had a lot of hype. Cam watch for sure. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of hype last year, and, and I, I think that that's – one area where Florida State has an advantage over everyone else in the division because yep. I don't think Etienne can match his Not skill even close. Set. Not so, even close. And especially in Taggart's offense. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see what he does with this, you know, because they, they're coming from a pro style. Yeah. So uh should be interesting. And it's it's, it's going to throw a wrench in, in a lot of plans. I mean, it's, it's a new look for Florida State. And they have a lot of talent. So that's where I'm at. But So I have no problem putting money on Florida State. But I think there's no way, because of the schedule, there's no way Clemson loses the division. No, I don't think so either. The schedule is... If Florida State if Florida State comes out comes away with three losses, that's a win for them. As tough as their schedule is, they only lost three games because you know they they still got to play in that Florida State Florida game. Even if Florida doesn't even come with a team this year, rivalry games like that are always tricky. And luckily they have it at home. But there's just so much that could go wrong with that schedule. Where you come out with a two or three loss season, you won. You won. Hundred percent. Uh, let's go over to the coastal, which I think is a little bit tighter here. The odds are definitely a little bit different. Yes. Uh, we got Miami as the favorite at plus 105. Uh, Virginia Tech plus 190. And then from there, I mean, okay. Georgia Tech at plus 550 I think is interesting. Yes. Because they've had consistent eight, nine win seasons here and there. It's that hump. They can't. I think it's the offense that limits them from getting over that hump. I just feel like that triple option can only do so much. Yes. And the more and more that these defenses are playing against it, the more and more it's easy to figure out. I I'm just okay. Plus five fifty. Okay, you're, you're you're gonna tell me Florida State's at plus five hundred, and you got Georgia Tech on the other side at plus five fifty. I just don't see it. No, I also don't. I don't even see Duke at plus seven fifty. I don't think there's any way in hell it's gonna be Miami and Virginia Tech. Yes, one absolutely. of the two. And I'm still leaning towards Miami. I'm comparing Malik Rozier to Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson is is a, is a stud. Rozier could be a stud. He had a solid season last year with 26 total touchdowns. The biggest problem here is Virginia Tech's running game. I know that um, that Miami's losing lost uh, Walton. Does he actually play for the Bengals now? Yeah, he does. He does <laughs> actually. Um, but I know they lost Mark Walton, but it doesn't matter. 3.9 yards per run for Virginia Tech is horrible. They have to get. I don't know what, what that has to get better. Problems they just couldn't. Not right. Play call couldn't get the ball across the line. Bad offensive line. Whatever it was. You will not be competitive. When I mean competitive, I mean championship competitive, unless you can run the football. And, and I don't care what system you're playing. Even look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma did a great job of Rondé Anderson. They ran the football well. 
you have to run the football effectively. So my edge is going to go to Miami. I already had money. I already have money on Miami. I didn't even think twice about Virginia Tech. I think both are good bets. Uh, I don't like Miami to win the division. I didn't like him last year. Uh, last year. I still don't like him this year. I got Virginia Tech taking the division. Rozier scares me. He was sacked 27 times last year through 14 interceptions. And I was never a believer in him in the big game. And he proved it to me. Now, on the same flip side, Josh Jackson didn't perform uh, very well, well in, in big games either. Or, or, or the bowl game. But... We're talking about a true freshman there. I think that his step from, from a true freshman to the sophomore, I think that experience is going to be huge for him. The running game does have to get better. There's no doubt. They're losing Tremaine Edmonds, which I think is a huge, huge. loss. Huge. Terrell Edmonds as well. Yeah. Another on, big loss. On the defense. But I think that – bold uh, statement here, but I think that Fuente is actually putting together a better program than Richt. I think that Richt – he had the, the the one big year. You don't think the swagger you know is back? Do. I don't think the swagger is back. Hey – We'll see if Miami proves me wrong, but I'm sticking by I, it I think now. Gonna, I stuck I think it by it last year. a lot of people because you know what? One thing about Miami is they have more haters than anybody. They have a doggone good offense, uh, defensive line, number one defensive line in the country, in my opinion. Last year, led the FBS in three point three eight sacks per per game last season. Solid secondary, which is only getting better because I you believe me. Listen, when that that swag chain, whatever they want to call it. The turnover chain, when that comes out, recruits look at that. I bet you they swayed one guy who will make a difference, who will come in as a freshman, who all he wants is to be on TV with that turnover chain. I don't care about the turnover chain. You the don't, but biggest, I care about the swagger. The biggest difference for me in this division is the fact that Miami and Virginia Tech both avoid Clemson. They both play Florida State, so their schedules are even. Yep. But Virginia Tech has the Miami game at, at home. home November Payback. 17th, which is going to decide the division. Late November... There's a possibility that both of these teams could be going into this game both with two losses in the conference yep. because this division is just, not, in my opinion, I don't think it's that strong. No. But the fact that Virginia Tech has that game at home, I don't see Miami winning that game. It's a payback game, too, because when Virginia Tech went to Miami last year, they got clobbered 28-10. to 10. Yeah. It's a payback game. I, 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 Miles, I think that game is going to be a, a lot more surprises than people believe. So let's go ahead and go to the uh, ACC title game. You have Clemson and Miami? Yeah. Okay. So do we see a repeat of last year in that game? Yep. I think Clemson is that dominant, whereas no matter who they play on that Saturday, no one is going to no compete with them. The only way I think Miami stands a chance is if they get lucky and Florida State beats uh, Florida State beats out Clemson for that side, and Miami has a chance then. I've got Virginia Tech in the title game, but I've got, them losing. I've got Clemson winning that game by three touchdowns. Yeah, handedly. Like, this is not even a joke. I think that we're looking at it. Okay, so I, I was kind of thinking about the five power conferences, and the ACC might be one of the weakest right now. Yes, I mean even when I mean because we just talked about the Pac-12 a couple weeks ago. And that conference is getting better, stronger and stronger. They're they're bringing in good coaches, and we're not saying that the ACC is not bringing in good coaches. It's just it's kind of like it's kind of like La Liga and soccer, where it's so top heavy. You know, you have you have two, you have one superpower, and then. Three really solid programs. And then the rest just kind of fall off. Yeah, and I think Miami, Miami and Virginia Tech are here to stay. Yeah, I think they're going to get much stronger over the next two, three years. Yep. But as of right now, man, top to bottom, I just don't see it in, in the ACC. No, I'm a big fan of A.J. Dillon, though, from Boston College. Uh, 
if you guys want to put some money some, on a some dark, impact players, yeah, there. some uh, dark horse money on somebody, put on AJ Dillon. But they still got to win games. Doesn't I'll, matter how how well you run. Yeah, I, I, I was a huge fan of Ryan Finley at NC State last yep. year. I think they're going to take a step back. I also think Louisville's going to take a step back. Louisville's going to take a major step back. Louisville was what nine and seven with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson put put them on his back. And you think that they're going to be able to? Nah, I think they're going to have a losing record. Yeah. So yeah, I I can definitely see that they're going to start the season by losing to by thirty five to Bama. Yeah. <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> and, you know, that's just going to show us again, like, how these conferences are stacking up. I, I just think the likes of the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12, in my opinion, are leading the way right yep. now. Yep. The ACC can't even touch it. One of my friends said, uh, I said, hey, man, we're going to record our uh, ACC preview today. He was like, you mean, uh, you might as well just call it the future uh, college football champ preview. I was like, not a chance, man. Is this a Clemson fan or a Florida State fan? Florida State. My gosh. <laughs> I think he was doing that whole uh, conference loyalty thing. I guess so. All right, man. Well, uh, if there's nothing else to cover here, you know, I think, we're going to uh, we're going to call it and just look forward to more football. We'll be excited to watch the preseason this Thursday. Uh, I get to watch my Bucks play with with a, a slew of injuries, but I'm glad to see him put on that uh that beautiful red jersey. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll see everyone again this week. Yeah, we'll be recording again on Thursday, guys. Uh, be sure to download our podcast. Visit our website at www.bestthehouse.com. The more views, the better. Drop us a line on there. Uh, do whatever you got to do. Just we love you guys. Thank you so much for following us.